Warning, you never know what's going to pop out of our mouth. We may or may not use inappropriate language, but you, if you know us, you can guarantee we probably are. Warning. What's up? What's up? I'm Sarah, the mother. And I'm Jewel, the daughter. And And you're you're listening to What What the F is Ladylike. This is the first time listening to us. Welcome, welcome, guys. Welcome to our podcast. BlackRock. We're going to be talking about BlackRock today, Joel. Yes, we are. And if you are from Oregon, we are not talking about the coffee company. No, no, we're not. That would be fun, though, because they have really fun, yummy drinks. (laughs) They do. They do. We're talking about something much more serious. BlackRock is the company that you've never heard of. It's a secret. Not really a secret if you find it, but it's a secret because it's not put in your face. They have $10 trillion. Dollars. Can you, let's just break this down. Let's break down $10 trillion. Can you even, can you guys even fathom how much $10 trillion is? I mean, you go through the millions and you're like, okay. Well, and we sit here as us normal people as of recently bitching about Bezos and Elon Musk, but they're just in the billions. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. just in the billions. The 10 trillion. Trillion. Let's think about that. I mean, in the billions, you're like, how much money is that? Mm-hmm. You know, even 1 trillion, you're like, how fucking much money is that? I mean, let's just, just let's just think about it. You got to start all over again, counting. I mean, here you and I, we're just trying to hold on to our hundreds, man. Hundreds. <laughs> yeah, as they're saying ten trillions. I got ten dollars. I mean, come on. We 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 sit here and preach about our oceans. We preach we preach about you know just being a human being trying to survive out there buying groceries. Ten fucking trillion dollars is a lot of money. I just feel like that that's like untouchable. You know what I mean? Like yeah, and we're like okay, Elon Musk has got all this money. Yeah, we're like all of this. He's the richest man, you know. And then Bezos and Be- and but no, no. There's a secret that we're going to un- unfold here because nobody's talking about BlackRock. They are not. And it's kind of crazy that not a lot of people are talking about it. And it's not like hit like, you know, like in our feeds of social media. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you would think people would be blowing it up a little bit more. 
but no, you don't hear shit about it. So we're going to be talking about that today. Jewel has her voice back today, so we're going to do a show for you. Woohoo! Yes, yes. And I got some procedures done and all that, and I'm back at it. Back at it, right? Yeah, and we will we will be doing shows on um on her just personally. We did look at our wrapped. Oh my gosh, they really people really did like listening to your personal information this year. Sounds like everybody's a little bit nosy in my business, but that's okay. I feel like I am too. I'm nosy in other people's businesses. You just like to know about people's personal lives and what's going on. So yeah, thank you. So we will be um since you know. You you guys do are very interested in Joel's personal health uh, venture. We we will be doing a show and and we're probably doing something probably illegal. Where you'll get to hear what um, the hospitals say. Sometimes though, when I go in there to like get the scoop on it, you know, it kicks me off, man. Yeah, at my next appointment, I'll have to have you. Um like probably connect to like their wi-fi because the before times we were just like going straight back there and um i didn't have the chance to record during my procedure which we wanted to do but um this next appointment i got is pretty important and it's it's a juicy juicy one but we do have all the doctor's notes which you will go on that journey and you you will have all the the fun facts and it's going to be pretty interesting following her her journey so and then um, also on the wrap, uh, we did notice, I mean, there's how many podcasts are out there globally? It's like over, it's like a million, right? Yeah, there's like millions of them. There has to be. And we we fell within the 15% of being shared in the in globally. So, hey, thank you guys. Yes, thank you. Keep sharing. If you love our content, just let everybody know. So, BlackRock. They are known as the company that owns the world. When she says that, guys, that's fucking, it's a, it's a lot. It's like everything. But do they? Do they really own the world? Let's talk about this um, and get into that. And, and let's see if maybe we can like dissect this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when we deal with stocks and bonds and stuff like that and investment firms, I, I don't want to seem like an idiot, mm-hmm. but, you know, sometimes it's woohoo way over my head and we're going to break this down as you know what do we say we are normal people Mm -hmm. that are going to say what you are really thinking Mm -hmm. so remember that because we do swear curse and we do know that we have teenagers that listen to this show so please be aware yes we are going to say well, we're going to say our opinions, you know, and everybody has their own opinions on it. But like she says, we're going to say what people are really thinking in their heads or maybe have been questioning a little bit about, you know, on their day to day or every so often, you know. And this this specific topic has it kind of uh, answers a lot of things. You're like because you sit there and we've always kind of had this theory that there's been this like top head person or somebody that's really running things behind the scenes like not just the government you know what i mean and did this this kind of help it kind of get i mean they're not the only one but they are top dog dude so at the end of this let's just break down whether we feel like do they really are they really 
a company that owns the world? Do they really? Really, really. So we're, we're going we're gonna to get into it. They have their hands in everything, like, a, like I said. And we will try to be sharing our where we got this information because we we want to fact check everything we don't want to give you guys false information so we will try and give you the links and all the things to go to so you guys can just see it for yourselves too they have the top shares in the biggest companies around the world not just in the united states but around the world mm -hmm. they have something that they started called circular ownership circular ownership and Joel what is that circular ownership what does that mean because you know when I'm thinking in my head circular ownership I don't I don't need to be like you know stupid or anything but you know we got to break this down because this is not my everyday lingo you know so defining circular ownership is circular ownership is a particular method to structure business entity ownership here, two or more entities in a legal structure part one, part own each other, ultimately resulting in a circular nature to the ownership structure. So if they have a circular ownership within one company, um, they would have, um, they would become an ownership of a certain percentage. They have shares in lots of companies, companies that we're going to talk about um, when it comes to, you know, the current today. We're going to go back in history to figure out you just how the hell this company got to where they are today. And you're going to be kind of shocked to find out the companies that they have their shares in, um, which is a lot. I kind of wanted to know. So a little bit more before what is happening right now. I want to like take it back, take it back, take it way back. And I also wanted to figure out what their hand was in the meltdown of 2008. So I did get all of that information. So how did this company get so big? The man, Larry Fink, this is a quote who always wanted more than he had, end quote. Let's just talk about that quote. Who always wanted more. This is like something like a fucking Dr. Seuss fucking thing, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a riddle, right? I mean, like I like the like... Grinch. Like, let's bring it back to the Grinch, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, I feel like us small people, we always strive to like, wanting more than what we have but to his level i feel like is a lot of greed like too much greed like he's had enough in his life when you look back at his history and you'll touch base on that and he's like not enough nope nope not enough i want more <laughs> well larry he was obsessed with maintaining control mm -hmm. and he knew that business inside and out backwards forwards everything but he wanted main control but there was a reason why he wanted that control so let's talk about larry larry started on wall street when he was 23 now i'm trying to think what i was doing when i was 23 i wasn't on wall street i wouldn't know shit about it maybe that's why i am where i am today <laughs> yeah me i uh 
I had a almost three year old and working on my second kid and uh, uh, I was just a stay at home mom. Oh girl, that. I had I had two kids by then. I had two kids. I think twenty three I think I had two jobs. Yeah. When I was twenty three. Or maybe not. Just no, maybe I it. just had one then. No, I had one job then. I I had one job when I was twenty three. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh I mean we were all trying to do what we could to just fucking make it and survive. Well, he was the middleman between Washington and Wall Street. He worked in um, the bonds. So he started off working in bonds. So this is like investment, you know, bonds, Wall Street, shit above my head, right? You know, I, above my pay grade, apparently, because I'm not in the trillions. You know, when you when we talk about him, you know who I think of? I don't remember his full name, but it's... The Grinch? Well, yeah. <laughs> but the guy who Leonardo DiCaprio played that was in the Wall Street. I think that that movie kind of had some sort of... Um, maybe they kind of like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there was some relation to it because... I can't remember who it was, but I feel like there has to be some sort of relations to that because... It was like, what isn't it called? The Wall Street Journal. That was the movie that they came out with. I have no you know, clue. The wolf, the wolf of Wall Street. Probably. He's probably, what? I don't know. Don't quote us. Don't quote us. But I know that that was based off of a, another person, I think. But I feel like that's it who probably it, was him. It reminds me of um, that guy because it's just like they want the control. They want the power. Well, you know. Larry, he worked his way right up to that top, man. Mm -hmm. He worked so hard. He became a legend. He became a legend in something that I'm kind of familiar with because it started coming out. Um, But, you know, I'm not very smart about it. He started... um, How debt secretization got started. Securitization. Securitization. God, they use fucking big words, right? I feel like they use big words to compensate something else. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you what that was. Forget all of what he, whatever the name he used. I'm going to break this down. It was where you bundled your car loan, your mortgage, your credit cards all into one. Then they took that, they dissected it into pieces, chop, 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 and they sold it off into investors. That was a fucking brilliant idea. Holy crap. He started that bullshit. Because I feel like we had a topic where we were talking about something else and we were like, insurance wasn't even like a thing. People didn't need car insurance, you know, a long time ago. It was just like something more for them to make more money kind of thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that ended up us little people causing a ruckus. So yeah, I was making their, them some money, um, but us little people kind of got screwed. Later, he lost a um, hundred million for his firm, and guess what? He was now toxic. He was now not the person to go to. They were like, his co-workers are like, well, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. Um, they lost trust in him. Even though he made a billion dollars for that company, he lost a hundred million and they were like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. 
deuces. We don't want to have nothing to do with you. You're out. 1988, he decided he was going to like know that risk that he took, know that what he just went through, he was never going to go through that ever again. And he, with an, with a partner, founded a company called Blackstone Group. In 1993, they had made $20 billion. And of course, when you have those kind of, I don't know how to describe it, I'm not going to be judgmental, but you have those men that are like, you know, buttonheads, they, you know, were just so strong-willed, they kind of had a power struggle, you know. It's like that saying where they're like, it's a dog-eat-dog world. (laughs) Fucking stupid. (laughs) They had to fucking part ways because their power struggle was just so, so bad. So Larry then started his own little company called BlackRock. By 1999, the company went public. Now, you got to remember, it was formed not in 1999 when they went public. It was formed before then. Mm -hmm. In the public, they made $375 million. And today, they are a $10 trillion company. One thing that they have is there's a little software. It's a little powerful little software called Aladdin. wonder where they got that. wonder where they got Aladdin, the name Aladdin from. Could it be that Disney? That Disney? Remember Disney? When we, when we go back to this. Yeah, just keep that in mind. Aladdin is 5,000 computers that review the, the risks, factors of their clients. It's a very powerful tool that they use. In other investment firms, I think they have to have permission, don't quote me on that, to be able to use Aladdin. Um, and it's a, very, it's a very powerful tool that can actually... Uh, monitor 24 hours a day their clients' risk factors and where their investments are. Tried to make that really short because it was pretty fucking boring when I read it. (laughs) BlackRock has at least, at the minimum, at least 10% stocks and bonds in the world of their clients. And we're going to go over those clients and you can start doing the fucking math on it. Holy shit. I can't do the math. I'm still having a problem with this trillion thing. Even just one trillion, I'd be like, what the fuck? I mean, I would be, I mean, that's a whole different other topic. What I would do with fucking $10 trillion, but I don't think we would be having an issue. Yeah. And the whole thing is, is that like you if you go back to what you're saying like he's just like i want more more and more and more like it's not enough it's not enough which i really wanted to know about this meltdown that we had in 20 or in 2008 and i don't 20 i know you can't say 20 because how the hell did we go to 2000 to 20 Mm -hmm. like 
who changed that? You, wouldn't you say like 2022? No, we go 2022. You go 2022. Now it's all fucking me up because you got to say <laughs> 2008. Mm-hmm. 2008. 2008 meltdown. I remember it really well because I was struggling really bad. My my children probably don't remember. They're probably like, oh, fuck, my parents are poor. But um, my brother would probably remember more than me because he was a little bit older. He would have been... He would have been like 18. He would have been like a senior in high school. But um, me, I was just 13 when that was happening. But obviously your parents protect you from that type of shit in the world. So you just never really know. I I, I feel like I had to eat crackers for dinner one night. And my kids got to eat, but... I didn't get to eat. I ate crackers. And that was during that time. Mm-hmm. And what I remember is we, um, which is so unacceptable now, but you know, it was food. And if you're hungry, you're going to eat it. But like we would do big cans of like the Chef Boyardee ravioli or the beefaroni or which things like that are expensive now or like craft mac and cheese. But we would have to do it in certain because sometimes you like it would I don't know we would have to just do what we could and like just like plain noodles kind of thing and I just remember and like top ramen top ramen was a repeat in our household and I know my dad got sick and tired of it but it's what we had to eat to survive so it's pretty interesting to find out you know I wanted to go into that meltdown because I was like yeah what the fuck mm-hmm. what the fuck dude What's happening what the fuck so yeah, Washington needed fucking help. Guess who they went to? Guess who they went to? Take a wild guess. They went to BlackRock to help bail them out. But let's not just this was this wasn't like a known thing. This was hush hush secret secret secret, right? Yeah, no how why would anybody want to be like, oh we have to go for them to them for help? Like and also still to this day, BlackRock is still kind of like a hush hush like you don't hear about them so the new york feds went directly to larry they went directly to larry they wanted larry to manage 30 billion dollars at uh bear stein a hundred a hundred billion assets for aig 301 billion of citigroup assets which was done all behind the closed doors, shush, 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 and normally, under a normal process, this would go out for a bid. This did not go out for a bid. This was not a competitive bid. It was just, hush, hush, we're going to do this behind the doors, you know, kind of thing. And I, I sat there... And said, well, what the heck, man? That's like, you're going to go and do that. They made over two, 200, I think it was 200 million off of that deal to bail out the government, to bail out these companies. And that's where it's full circle. How I, we talked about in the beginning, how, you know, you think government runs shit. They don't really run shit. <laughs> How can the government run shit if they have to go to someone else for help constantly? They don't run shit. 
They're just little people compared to them. But you got to remember the government ran to him when he was younger mm-hmm. and to get info. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to go into Blackwater, but I am because Blackwater was kind of in our face. And BlackRock um, looks like that they had funded investors Mm -hmm. that had to do with Blackwater. They may not have been the person doing the things, but they had funded the money. Um, They do have stocks in some of the companies, right? They do have stocks in some of the companies that had their hands in it. So I'm not going to say that it was, you know, them. Mm Mm-hmm. But I do know that they had, you know, some investments going on in the black water. I don't know if you guys know what the black water was. Jill, do you know anything about black, black, black water? Um, just a wee bit. So basically, um, this would have been the year before 2008, 2007, where um, black water was kind of responsible, not kind of, pretty responsible for a massacre that happened in Baghdad called, I don't want to butcher it, but it was Nisour or Nisour Square Massacre that happened in Baghdad where a group of its employees killed 17 Iraqi civilians and injured 20. And four of their guards were convicted in the United States. And you're like, oh, finally, somebody's answering for that, that problem, right? But no, they were later pardoned on December 22nd, 2020 by President Donald Trump. And this company had switched over their name. So they used to be under the Blackwater, but towards the end, they like to now what you would know them as and they partnered with is now Constellus Company, which kind of makes me feel like they changed their name for a reason. because, And they changed their name. That would be their third thing of changing their name. And they kind of combined it them with another company and it's like kind of keeping everything more hush hush so that way because i think a lot of people were very very disturbed by that situation and so it made them look bad and they were like well what the fuck can we do and they partnered up with other people and so that way they're combined now and they also had a leading share in bank of america which has big associations with a lot of the situations that were happening. And when you get into BlackRock, BlackRock, I mean, we'll get into more of other places of what they own, but they own 43% of Bank of America. So how are they involved? It's it's from their, their shareholders, their investments, their, you know, funding that they did COVID let's let's do a little 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 fast forward to March 2020 the COVID crisis we all know what the COVID crisis was if you are still alive today you know what that COVID crisis is The government was in a little bind during the COVID crisis. Everything fucking shut down. We all know, right? We all know everything shut down. 
Well, who do you think the government went to, Jewel, when they went through this COVID crisis? I mean, for us now, that's an easy answer. Before, we'd be like, who the fuck? Uh, No, it was BlackRock. It was BlackRock, 100%. So when COVID hit, they yet yet again went back to Larry. They called on him for help. Yet again, he had to come out and help these companies, these companies that were, he had stock in, these companies that, you know, came to him, you know, all of that, that fun situation, which we now know today, and we, and Jill will talk about it today, some of the pharmaceutical companies now have a percentage. BlackRock owns. So, we all know the vaccine companies, top being Pfizer. Then you got Moderna. Johnson Johnson. Johnson Johnson, which Johnson and Johnson has a lot of things other than the vaccine. It's a lot of baby products and skin products and hair products and a lot of things that a lot of people don't really realize, like creams and lotions and all this stuff. Who do you who do you who do you think has a share in all that? BlackRock. BlackRock, BlackRock, BlackRock owns a lot of that. BlackRock has a share in a lot of your healthcare. So there's United Health, then there's Providence, then there's Kaiser. They have a share in all of it. And just to not just what they share. The CEO being Larry Fink wrote a letter and he does this every year to all the companies that he has a huge share in and owns. He writes a letter to let them know what what about like the year, like all this stuff, all that kind of stuff. And I will will share the link. But in a just he's basically saying how COVID wasn't a bad thing, that it was good for business. And you can definitely see that they're reaping the profits because big corporations are making money as us little people are suffering. And it all makes sense. And they are definitely increasing the amounts because just, I mean, you, I, I have a list of all of these and you, if you click on their specific companies and all this, you can see how much it's skyrocketed ever since COVID. So you'll look at previous years, like 2018 to 2019, but from 2020 to 2022, they have skyrocketed from the U. So used to be uh, Johnson and Johnson used to be uh, and tw- let's, let's just go to 2020. Their um, value was down to, let's see, maybe a little under 35 billion. And now at 2020, they are skyrocketing over to 43 billion. How do you jump in that much? That's just, that's a short amount of time. That's just a few years. And they have skyrocketed Johnson and Johnson specifically. And I can get into other companies as well, but just Johnson and Johnson, which was the actual lower tier of all of the vaccine companies, because Pfizer being more and then, and then Moderna, they skyrocketed so high and they have a share count of over 243 million it's just insane to me how 
there's a crisis going on in the world and they're just reaping the profits. We have homeless people, not just in our state, but in other states. We have our the the cost, the inflation just through the roof. And, you know, other company these companies are making money off of it. Um, but let me tell you, BlackRock has their hand in your food, your health care, your phone service, your banks. You think of a your internet, um, Apple, uh, Verizon, the competitors, Verizon, AT&T, um, your, your power companies, your oil companies. There isn't, if you think of a company out there and look it up and it's probably there. And then to touch on Pfizer, Pfizer, because Pfizer's a little bit lesser than Johnson Johnson, because like I said, Johnson Johnson has more products, more things, their hands and more things. Pfizer, like I said, I'm going to go back just to a little bit before 2020. They were barely even touching the surface of 15 billion. And now they are a company that is valued at 26 billion. Well, yeah, because BlackRock came in, you know, they had to let's 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 do this little cookie cutter like when whatever you, they're doing and when you look at this chart it literally is like oh it's going back and forth back and forth and then you just go to tw- and it's just skyrocketing it's so insane but i gotta tell you the the next one down would be vanguard and i feel like they even have stock in vanguard so here's the thing i think the next one in in that that would be like them would be vanguard but they have their stocks shares in vanguard i believe so you think of these top companies, you think of every like the things that you use on a daily basis or some people may not use it, but you know, a lot a lot of the a lot of the population uses it. Their number one, their number one share that they have is an Apple. Apple is reaping profits of 141 billion and again, I'm going to tell you if you uh, the, with this stuff I'm sharing with you and we'll share the the links it is skyrocketing after COVID. It is these big, huge companies just making profit. And it's it's making profit of our crisis, of our, like, and we're, like how you said there was a big crisis in 2008. We have a big crisis now with inflation. And it's just insane. So you have Apple, which um, right before 2020, was maybe in between maybe making 50 billion right it's like they're in the middle between 40 billion and 60 billion they are a 141 billion dollar company now that is like tripled they tripled their profit since covid then you go down to microsoft which you think bill gates what a motherfucker fuck him right dude they are now 134 billion like all these things are increasing 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 and blackrock has their hands in it has their hands in every single thing google amazon tesla and again we brought up bezos and and uh elon musk they are chump change compared to blackrock home depot exxon mobile which is gas chevron MasterCard, which a lot of people use. 
Coca-Cola. Verizon. AT&T. Oh, this, this. Intel. This is going to, because we all know about the formula shortage, right? Oh, oh yeah, let's talk about that. So the formula is mainly done by the company About, which is A-B-B-O-T-T Laboratories. They have a share in them, and yet you click on their shares. We're, we're, we're supposed to be out of formula, right? But their company has skyrocketed yet again into 2022, but yet nobody can fucking find formula on the shelves. And again, like we said, there's also another company that has a share in all this, which is Vanguard, but we are talking about BlackRock. And you have the software, you know, which is Adobe. And you know how you click on something and you're like, you have to download Adobe. You got to download Adobe just to be able to see this. It's just, okay. And then it's just everything. McDonald's. And then we talked about Walmart, right? Walmart. (gasps) Yes, let's talk about Walmart. Walmart is supposedly in the United States, the top grossing company in the United States. They make the most money out of anybody, which you would think, you know, Amazon would, but they say it's Walmart. Walmart, they have a share in it as well. And when you go and click on all of these charts from 2018, it is just, everything is just skyrocketing. Let's go over Kroger. Find Kroger. Because I know Kroger's in there because they got their shares in Kroger. And I know when I go to that grocery store, I'm like, F my life. But they have their hands in Kroger. Wells Fargo. And something that will probably, it's, it's, it, they, it, Disney, Disney, Walt Disney. I mean, it's just all of these, they have a share in every single thing. Nike, they have CVS, Lowe's. I'm, I'm just going to state things that are like, you know, popular in your face. Um, remember when we did the heavy metals? Remember the 3M? Mm-hmm. Yep. In there too. Target. Starbucks. Then Netflix. Uh, and there's Lamb Research Corporation. GM Motors. And something for all my gamer people out there Activision Blizzard. I know my brother and my partner will know who that is. They. They just have a share in just uh, just about everything. And remember when Boeing was having a problem? They have a share in Boeing. They have a share in Boeing. FedEx. General Electric. So just about anything to your daily necessity, they have their hands in. Sharon Williams, it's even down to your paint. MetLife, which is uh, insurance. Yeah, which is covered. That's what my insurance. General Mills, which is a lot of people's food. Paychecks, which is the service I use. HP. It's over like so many companies, guys. Oh, I found Kroger. Yeah. How? Let's look at how. How's their? Oh shit, balls. Yep they they skyrocketed again. A lot of these you're gonna see these big corporations have reaped the profit of our infl our our pandemic. They are reaping the profit from our pandemic. 1,100%. And who has their hands in all of this? BlackRock. BlackRock is BlackRock and Vanguard are the leading people that have investments in all of these companies. So when they have stocks, 
those of you that don't know, they have part ownership in these companies. So a certain percentage. So you got to remember that. Yeah, may, they may not be there, you know, running the everyday kind of, you know, life of it. But I don't know if you've ever worked in a bigger company and, you know, it was that time or that quarter where your investors had to come in and do the analyze or, you know, you're being audited and you got to get your information over to the investors and all of that. I remember a time when in a, in a company that I worked for that got really stressed out during that time. So now it all makes sense in my brain. So like she says, it says right here, you can look it up. Being a shareholder does not give you the say in the day-to-day operations, but owning a, uh, has uh, a big part in it that determines whether they can weigh in on big picture issues that the company is considering. So like she said, you may not be the day-to-day, but the bigger changes they could have a say in. Yes, and they can. I mean, even when it comes down to, you know, uh, uh, you know, decisions even like if you wanted to remodel your place Mm -hmm. you know so just a short short list of what an investor can have the right to is the quality of service full clear reporting responsible investment advice prompt fair resolution of problems inform and educating yourself communicate with your financial advisor review accounts regularly watch that review accounts regularly use the right resources carefully that's just a short list but they have they yes they they have a say in things so i want you guys in your head think of a company we're going to put that link down here think of a company and see if it's in that list Mm -hmm. you might be shocked you know even down to mark zuckerberg facebook who do you think has part shares in that So if there's a part share, you know, I've seen some of these people have to go in front of Congress to kind of like, what the fuck's going on? You know, all sitting there in the thing and they're having questions. How come BlackRock has not been questioned? I don't know. And something that's interesting, it says, can investors sue you? So like if you're an investor in a company, it says if the company refuses to open its books to the investor... The, and the investor has the ability to seek and seek and turn over their books to them. So they have to know the ins and outs of all these companies yep. that they have a share in. Yeah, because it's got to run their way, mm-hmm. right? It's got to run their way. And it even is down to marketing, I believe, right? Yeah. It's got to run their way. So I feel like we're leading down a path of the of a cookie cutter kind of fucking situation on every single thing and these people got their hands in it. I'm going to ask that question. How much control does this company have over our world? Do you believe that they do? I do. Now that I've learned more and more about it and done my research, um, and then the facts are there when you literally go to a stock website and look and you go to a, any company, not, I want, don't want to say just about any, but just about any company. Cause they have over almost 3000 shares into all these companies. Um, 
not 3,000 shares because they, they have more than that, but three over 3,000 companies um, they have their hands in. And it really chaps my hide that the thing that, um, that Jill and I fight really hard for is to, is to keep our planet and to see the fossil fuels and to see a lot of damaging companies that are on that list in the pollution. I feel like if you're a $10 trillion company, let's read that quote. The man Larry Fink, who always wanted more than he had. You're not going to have shit, dude, if your fucking planet is gone. And like I, if you go back to, if you remember of what I said of that, he sends out a letter to all the CEOs. The title of this letter specifically for this year is the power of capitalism. And if you guys don't know what capitalism is, is an economic and political system in which the country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit rather than by state. I got to tell you something. We, the little people are the ones that are purchasing these items we are the ones that are there that are forced to have to you know pay all of these things we're the ones that are feeding the pockets of these big companies and you may not know it but you are so what the fuck are they going to do to us right because we have to pay we have to pay for all of this stuff right either we choose to have a phone or not we choose to have a bank account or not you're forced to have a bank account you're forced in the United States to have a bank account because they have to account for, if you don't have a bank account, you're going to be charged um, to cash your check. That, so they're going to they're have that money anyway. In the beginning of this, when I did the research, I'm like, there's no one company that has a say over all of this. But... We all need to come to the real realization that this is fucking happening, dude. This is happening. Yeah, it's just wild how much like you think you think, um, you know, the government has control and you think that um, you as a citizen has more say in things that are happening and within the companies that you use and all of that. But you really don't. No, and now it makes me believe that we're just like a puppet, you know? I feel like we're a puppet. Because, you know, we're we're the ones paying for it, dude. We're the ones making these people rich. We're not making ourselves rich. We're making them rich. On everything that we do. On every expense that we do. I don't think it's fair that one company has their hands in all of this stuff. It's just crazy when you see all of these companies that um, BlackRock has a share in, how much they've reaped the profit of our pandemic. Whereas, you know, you'll see there, you know, it's going back and forth, back and forth a little bit, and then 2020 hits, and they're, it's, they're fucking reaping the profits of it. Because if you think about it, 
they told people to stay home. So then, you know, you're watching more of your Netflix, you know, all those programmings and all the shows. And then you're also going to the doctor more. And then you also feel like you have to purchase more because you're like, what the fuck is going to happen? So you're purchasing more from, you know, the stores and all this. So it, just, and you're working at home. So mm-hmm. Microsoft, you, mm-hmm. you know, they had the Google. companies, companies had to give everybody laptops and you had to get online, you know, you're working from home. It was no more. You're going to just use your network. Mm-hmm. So it's just when you think of it and it's just when you sit back and really think about it, it's just wild. And I'm pretty sure that just even what we've talked about, we've just barely touched the surface. Whereas there's so much more going on with it than we still even know now, which I'm eager to find out more because this is a topic that I feel like a lot of people should be discussing, be knowing about and what's going on within all these companies that you are participating in. That you were funding basically too, Mm -hmm. because our money is going into them too. Hey man, I want to know when I get my kickback from my my shares of paying all of you all of this fucking time. Just like I show up to Walmart and I'm like, when the fuck is your Christmas party? Because I'm bagging your goddamn groceries for you. And But at the same time, I think I've invested in a lot of these companies. So <clears throat> BlackRock, you owe me at least five fucking percent, I think. Which when now we I think about it, now that we know what we know, how is it that Walmart is the top leading company, right, in America, and you don't have any checkers? Yeah, I'm bagging my groceries. When the fuck is the Christmas party? Well, what the fuck happened to all the checkers? I know they're, but it's like, that that's a job. And wh- what happened to never that? Never mind, never mind. I don't want a Christmas party. I want the bonus. Give me the bonus. <laughs> yeah, where's our cut of our paycheck? Because we're doing that job for ourselves. And so that's what that's just like what when we found that out, that Walmart is the leading company in the United States that makes the most profit. Why has it been slowly declining in all of their checkers? We were just there and there was not one fucking checker. It was self-checkout. That is just the quick self-checkout. And then this the the ones with this the the I don't even know what to call it, but it's still self-checkout, but it has the conveyor belts on them. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just like, what the fuck is happening? And what I noticed, and my dad may be right on this, it was all a bunch of elderly people. And I was like, where are the younger people? It's like, is that the younger generation just not wanting to work anymore or what? And he's like, so as I'm recognizing this, I was like, where are all the younger people? My dad's like, well, they're probably in the back doing the heavy duty stuff, you know, lifting the the product and getting them out on the shelves. And I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But then again, I still didn't see a lot of workers there. But it, it's just, how are you the top leading company? And yet you don't have checkers to check out. This. Like it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So again... I support a lot of these companies, not by that I knew that this was, but you know, you're kind of forced to because you have no other option, right? So I'm thinking, I think the lowest I'll go is 2% on the short shares. What do you think, Jill? 2%? I mean, I don't know. It, it makes me, 
I only want to invest in companies that is going to do better for our country and do right and do the right thing. And that is not going to contribute to fossil fuels or trashing our country at all. So let's ask this question to you guys. Let's, let's actually do a question. You respond back. How much control do they really have over our world? How much? How much do you think? How much control do they really have over our world? We're going to put the links that are down here in the description, and I want you guys to check it out. You're going to get the letter that um, Larry sent to... what all the, all the owners of the companies. And um, basically, it's like his, his mission and his, what how he believes things have been going, you know, within this, this, this previous year and this continuous year. Mm -hmm. Again, these are our opinions. This is not, we're not professionals. We're just ordinary people that say what you're really thinking because nobody else will. So until next time, I'm Sarah. And I'm Jewel. Peace. Ladylike is produced by us. Our theme song is by Comeback Karma. Don't forget to like and subscribe.